welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Jesus, put those hands together for him. Welcome someone beside you to the left and to the right as you have your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we started talking about take over. Someone say take over. Say it like you mean it, take over. Last week we talked about take over being a function of grace. And that grace is God's unmerited favor that is supplied to man based on God's unconditional love. So love drives grace. So today I want to talk about takeover being a product of faith. A product of faith. Takeover grace must be consciously received through faith. So if God wants you to take over this season, you have to receive it by faith. It's going to come by faith. It's a function of grace and it's also a function of faith. It's also a function of faith. Say to someone beside you, grace and faith, they work together to help me take over. Say in fact, Takeover grace must be consciously received through faith. So the way faith is designed is such that it is designed to receive what grace has made available. Faith is the spiritual tool that pulls what grace has accomplished towards you. So grace has gone forward, accomplished certain things, and then faith is standing by to help you pull what grace has accomplished. Titus 2.11 The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So the grace of God has come appeared to everyone and that grace is carrying salvation but you know that you are saved by grace through faith so the fact that God's grace that brought salvation has come it means that I need to position myself faith wise so I can receive what grace has brought so it would be foolish of me to think that it is my faith that is bringing it is someone hearing me it would be foolish of me to think that it is what I am doing that is bringing it. No. Grace has made it available. The grace of God that brings salvation, soteria, completeness, nothing lacking, missing or broken. The completeness of God. God's grace has brought it. Question. What did you do to uh, allow grace bring it? Did you do anything? It was between God and Jesus dying for us to bring to us everything that we need. And then he's saying, look, everything that grace has given to you, has brought for you, you are now positioned by faith to receive it. 
So if you're going to take over this season, you need to understand that it's both a, a, a function of grace and a product of faith. Faith is a product of God's spoken word that builds the capacity to draw grace. It's a product of God's spoken word. So when God's word is being spoken to me, when I'm receiving God's word, something is happening to me. Faith is rising up inside of me so that I can lay hold on what grace has made available. So as God, God's word comes, there is hope staring inside of you. There is faith coming inside of you. All of a sudden, things that look impossible becomes possible. Not because you have changed in that sense, but because you have come into a reality that faith can deliver to you what grace has made available. So faith comes through hearing God's word. And it is released by speaking God's word. It comes through hearing his word. And then it is released also by speaking the word. Without faith, grace is wasted. Let me explain. Grace on its own is not wasted. Alright. So, if I have... Come, come please. If I have this, Daniel, come. This is what grace has brought. Alright? Um, can you please come? This is what grace has brought everyone. Alright? So this is grace. Holding it. And grace wants you to receive it. And you have to receive it by faith. If he's not receiving this by faith. And we say um, without faith grace is wasted. We are not saying that this in itself is a waste. We are saying that it is wasted in relation to this person that is needing it. Are you hearing me church? So, when we say faith, faith should position you to take from this. Take one, don't take more than one. Faith should position you to take. Alright? And now he's on his way doing whatever he's doing. Right? And then he needs more. Alright? And then, go ahead. <laughs> he's a sharp guy. Alright, so faith is, he's going about doing everything that he's doing. Alright? He needs more. Faith. Okay. Does he need more? Okay. Faith. Sharp guy. Now, at some point, if he decides that, I think I've taken too much. Maybe it has finished where it is. And then he no longer takes. What's happening to this? Now, this is there. And imagine this is there for 10 years. And for 10 years, in his mind is done but what God has made available for you because you took one and took two you say ah let me not be selfish God cannot be diminished you cannot finish him some of you are pitying God let me leave small for Pastor Tayo she's taking her own plenty lambano taking plenty and you are saying that ah 
this year is okay already. Ah, God has been good. Let me tell you, even if you say, if God has blessed you 20 million dollars this year, and you come to say, Oh God, you've been so good, I'm okay. Kai, you should change yourself because as long as what grace has brought is there the faith to receive it should not diminish if grace cannot diminish faith should not diminish in receiving what grace has brought so what i'm saying in essence is that you never come to a point as a believer where you conclude and say god we're done you are only done when he's done so but he's choosing to be done is it God's making or his making so when you conclude that God is done you are the one that concluded not him not him thank you return to glory to God you can have it anyway. so without faith grace is wasted is wasted in relation to what you can get what is available compared to what you have taken what's available is infinite what you have taken is finite so you cannot compare what's finite to what's infinite no what grace has made available cannot be diminished cannot be cannot be quantified cannot be exhausted it cannot be exhausted Romans 5 and verse 1, the Passion Translation. It says, our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. And he is now, and he is now declares, declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and everlasting peace with God. All because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one has done for us. It's all because of what Jesus has done. Not because of what we have done. No. So if we measure what we have done, then we can be limited in what we can receive. But if it's by the measure of Christ, if it's by the measure of Jesus, if it's by the measure of the cross, the sacrifice on the cross, that measure is infinite. It can never be exhausted. Never. So that's how we measure how much we can receive. So how, how much can God do for me? He can do for you as much as you can receive from him. He can do for you as much as you can receive from him. So there are certain futures your takeover fate must have this season. I'm going to mention a few of them with the time I have left. Number one, your takeover fate is anchored on the written word. It has to be anchored on the written word. The knowledge of God's promises is the very foundation on which your faith must rest. Your faith must rest on the knowledge of his promises, of his word. That's the foundation on which that faith must rest. Hebrews 4.12 It says, For the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and, and of spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart 
So that word is living. That word is active. It can discern thoughts and intentions of the earth. So that's number one. It must be anchored on the written word. Number two. Take over faith must see. It sees. It sees. It sees beyond the natural. It sees beyond the mundane. It sees beyond the very obvious things. It sees. And you need to realize that for your faith to be active and and at work, it has to see beyond your present limitation. God does not recall to to your present or your past to determine your future. No. God doesn't sit you down and ask you what's going on right now if he can come and help you. No. When he sends help, he sends help regardless of what you're going through. So you by faith need to be able to see what God is seeing. God doesn't speak from your level. He speaks from his level. He doesn't speak from earth here. He speaks from heaven above. So he's telling you what he's seeing, not what you are seeing. That's why he can go to a man like Gideon and say, Thou mighty man of valor. And he's wondering, Eskisa, who are you talking to? And then again, when God speaks to you, Most of the time, he calls you who you are not in the situation that describes your present state. God calls you rich when you are dead broke. How does that compute? So it took me a while to realize that what God is doing, he's saying to me that you need to lift up your eyes and come to my level and see things from my level. Just because you are dead broke doesn't mean I should call you dead broke. No. Because I'm seeing from my level, not your level. So you you, you have to have that same eyes of faith that sees beyond the mundane, beyond the limitations. Beyond the limitations. Because that's how God sees. First Corinthians 2 and 9. It says, but as it is reading, what no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. So when God speaks to you, your spirit is searching the depths of God. It's trying to draw what God is seeing. To bring it to this reality. Your takeover faith must see. Number three, takeover faith is focused on Jesus. It is centered on on end righteousness. And Christ finished work. It's not centered on your own activity. It's centered on Jesus. It says look into Jesus. The founder and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. Endured the cross despising the shame. And is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So if that's where he's seated. That's where my faith is focused on. My faith is not focused on myself. No. It's not focused on what I can do. It's focused on what Jesus has done and what he's doing presently. 
So that's where I put my eyes. It has to be focused on Jesus and his finished work. Number four, take over faith speaks. It does not just believe, but also speaks. Second Corinthians 4 13 it says, We have in the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written. I believed, and so I spoke. We believe also, and then we speak. So it's not enough to say, Yes, I believe it. But everything inside of me has to speak it. Everything inside of me has to declare it. Everything inside of me has to say it. Not only that I believe it, but then I speak it. What I have believed. I'm speaking what I have believed. If you truly believe God's word about you in any area of your life, you will be empowered with the boldness to speak and declare it. Irrespective of what the situation is saying at that moment. But if you don't believe it, you will not be bold enough to speak it. You will not be bold enough to say it. And even when you say it, you are doubting yourself. And what did the Bible say about the one who doubts? He said, let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. Don't let him think he will receive anything from the Lord. Someone say, take over faith speaks. Ask your neighbor, what are you speaking? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? I was in a taxi yesterday going somewhere. From the time I took the taxi from the office here and to where I was going, the guy just started... I don't know. I think he wanted me to have sympathy on him or something. If I started with good afternoon sir. Hope you are good. Fine. Uh, I said I just knew that this conversation was going in a way I would not like. And then the next thing he started complaining about fuel. Immediately I, I, I made a call. I just placed a call to somebody. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just made sure I was talking till I got half of the way. Is fuel expensive? Yes. But that's not what I want to hear because that's not what I'm going to speak. I was talking with a friend of mine and then he said something happened to him. He went to the filling station and he wanted to buy fuel. And then for one reason, he just turned to look at the meter on how much the pump price was. And then he, he asked the attendant, is that how much fuel is? So we were having that conversation and he said, Joel, do you know that I don't know how much fuel is? I just go to the gas station and I say, I just fill up, fill up, fill up. So for the first time, he, he was shocked. He said, the only person that knows how much fuel is in the house is his wife. Because she buys, she goes to buy fuel a lot. But anytime he goes there, he just goes there. From there, just says, fill up, fill up, 
Philip. He never asked them how much is for. May God elevate you. May, I say, may God elevate you. This one that even uh, granite you want to buy, madam, how come now? Uh-uh. You know, greet 300. In Lagos, many years ago, you know, there's some period in your life where things will just be going. It just be like you and God, you are doing five and six. You know, you touch this business, boom. You touch this one, boom. Before you know anything, a lot here, a lot here. You just be like, man, life is sweet, though. So I was having that that moment experience in my life, not knowing that God was setting me up for something. So through that period, I when I go to the gas station, I was always doing fill up, fill up. <laughs> so a season came. I went to the gas station. And then, for whatever reason, the guy said that the, the guy sold the, the, the foil, and then within a few seconds, he was done. I said, How come you're done? He said, um, I've sold it now. You said 1,000. I said, Are you okay? How do you mean I'll come to the gas station and I'm buying foil for 1,000? What do you mean? He said, Sorry, sir. Then one season came. I had just 500 there to buy foil. <laughs> Do you know, I stood at the filling station. I parked somewhere. I was waiting for cars. <laughs> because how can you go to the gas station and say 500? I felt embarrassed to the highest level. But it taught me a very valuable lesson. A very valuable lesson. So Sometimes seasons change. And then, you, you know, you don't appreciate your fill-up. Until when it's just 500 you have. You now realize that, what have you been doing since? You now appreciate a lot of things. So I waited. So when I now gave the guy 500, the guy looked at me. So it was his turn. This was a different felicity, but it was now the turn of the attendant to look at, are you with this big car? How far? (laughs) But it was a season. But the, the, the thing is, God never diminishes. He never diminishes. He wants us to get to a point where we draw from him as much as we need. I know there's the place for prudence. I know there's the place for, you know, being, um, 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 you know, careful with your finances and expense, not being extravagant and things like that. Yes, but there's a place you get to that God wants you to Shop without thinking. Come on, someone. Try it one of these days. Go into the supermarket. Don't look at the prices. Try it. No, I am serious. Try it. Feels good. Just go there with the cart. Pick, 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 pick. Say how much. But make sure you've done some mental calculation. Okay, plus or minus. <laughs> Before you hear decline, decline, decline. <laughs> but practice it. Even if I have, no, no matter how much I shop, I would have a figure in my mind that I know, okay, on this shopping, this is what I'm going to spend, right? But do yourself some good. Just go in there. Have that figure in your mind, but just speak. Just speak. 
pig, pig, pig. Then pay for it and feel good about it. What you're doing to yourself is you are expanding your mind. You are are expanding what I call possibilities. Because a a realm and a level that you you are not willing to to stretch to step into will never become your normal. It will never become your normal. There was a time I used to give 200 naira as offering every Sunday in church. It was my normal and it was a stretch. If I give 1,000 as offering now, God will send angel Gabriel say go and tell him that that offering is not counted. And deliberately I try to increase my normal. Deliberately. Deliberately. I try to increase my normal. Deliberately. Because when you stretch and get into a particular normal, you sit there comfortably. It becomes your normal. You stretch to get there. But once you have stretched, your capacity has stretched, then you are sitting down there comfortably. And then you are looking for what? The next normal. Looking for the next normal. There was a time, Dr. K's um, shopping. This is our Dr. K. He's shopping. If you've ever been to Ikeja or Yaba before, you know all those shirts that after they starch it, they, they fold it. It now has different fold like this. Yeah, it has lines. Yeah, it's like a regular customer. It's, <laughs> it now has some lines like this. And one day they hold it in hunger and you are seeing it. That used to be Dr. K's shopping. But today, Hey, And these things did not happen because no, speaking deliberately calling those things that be not as though they were stretching to accommodate a new normal that will become your normal stretching to accommodate it when I go to shop with Dr. K oh my goodness he does not look at the price I don't care he doesn't we go to work maybe to buy suits he just ah say pastor let's go this they have nice suits and then we get in there. Ah, will this one fit me? I think it's good on you, sir. But I like this color. Okay, let's take it. This one fit me. I like this color. Ah, look at that shoe. It's beautiful. Ah, is it my... Ah, let me wear it today. And he does all that, all that shopping, everything. And then he goes, I say, well, Pastor Joel, pay. Because I have his card. And then they're asking me, ah, who is that man? <laughs> it's my pastor. <laughs> I feel good. Me too, I'm I'm a sharp guy. I'm learning from him. Learning from him. Stretch your mind. As you speak these things, you're not speaking in vain. Let me tell you. You may be speaking now and it looks like, look, nothing is changing around you. Don't stop speaking. Don't stop it. Even at times, sometimes the more you speak, it looks like the thing is going down. But you don't stop. You don't stop. 
Because grace has made it available and faith will deliver it to you. Number five. Take over faith believes God's love. The revelation of God's love towards us is essential where our faith is concerned. It says, so we have come to know, 1 John 4 and verse 16, we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. Number six, take over faith considers not negative report. It doesn't consider negative report. Second Corinthians 4.18 As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, they are temporal. But the things that are unseen are eternal. So we're not looking at the things that we can see now. No, we're not looking at our physical state. We're not looking at our current situation. We're looking at the things that we cannot see, that grace has made available for us. So what I'm saying, I'm not just saying that don't, don't, don't look at anything that you can see. No, I'm saying look beyond what you can see to what grace has made available for you. And what grace has made available for you cannot be seen with the natural eyes. Can only be seen with the eyes of the spirit, with the eyes of faith. So that's what you should see. So you don't consider negative report. You don't consider it. Number seven, take over faith is aware of believers' authority. Is aware of the believers' authority. Jesus said to them, He says, As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. He said, If you forgive sins, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness, so many it is withheld. So your faith makes you aware. The faith that enables you to take over makes you aware of your authority as a believer, as a child of God. And the number eight, take over faith, fights with prophetic word. It fights with it. First Timothy 1.18 It said, this charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child. In accordance with the prophecies previously made about you. That by them you may wage the good warfare. I read a very interesting translation in the Passion Translation. It says, so Timothy my son. I am entrusting you with this responsibility. In keeping with the very first prophecies. That were spoken over your life. And are now in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry. In keeping with the prophecies spoken over you, with this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons. As you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. With a clean conscience. With a clean. So wage spiritual warfare. With the prophecies that have gone ahead of you. And then lastly, take over faith is restful. 
take over faith is restful it sleeps through the storm it's restful restful it's not agitated no you're not under pressure when you're walking by faith it's restful it's restful when jesus when they told jesus that hey there is nothing to feed these people with what did he tell them he says bring the five loaves bring the two fishes and then he said make them sit down he didn't say everybody starts running up and down no 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 whenever there's a crisis situation god expects you to do what sit down your running up and down will not solve the problem no no when things are tough it's looking like ah it's not going to work sit down it functions through rest it functions through rest when there is a storm jesus was asleep and when he came out and saw the storm He didn't freak out. He didn't say, "Oh, what a great storm. What a great storm thou art." No. Rather, he was perplexed at the fact that they were troubled in the storm, knowing that he's there. But he spoke what he wanted to see, not what he seen. Are you trying to tell me that Jesus didn't see the storm? Oh, yes, he did. He saw the storm. But he didn't speak what he saw. He spoke what he wanted to see. Faith empowers you to speak beyond what you are seeing. But you have to see it through the eyes that opens up what grace has made available for you. Stand to your feet, church. God's grace his love and his mercy it surrounds us completely and the thoughts that he has for us they are thoughts of good and not evil to give us a hope and to give us a future faith is not hard it's not hard it's not god has not made it impossible for us to walk by faith no faith is simply your trusting in jesus beyond yourself the two people in scripture jesus mentioned had great faith And the only reason he qualified them as having great faith is because they looked beyond themselves to Jesus. Beyond the Pharisees, they looked to Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say neighbor. What God has for you. Look the neighbor eye to eye, eye to eye. Yeah. Say what God has for you. 
what God has for you is plenty. Don't shortchange yourself. Tell the neighbor, God will not be angry that you are taking and taking and taking. He said, me too, I will not be angry because I'm taking my own. Plenty. Oh, thank you. She's getting it. So I will not pity you, you know, to say, ah, let me let me not let them think that it's only me God is doing for you. Better, you better. You know, some people don't want to testify. I say, eh, it's only me that will come down. You better because it will not diminish. It will not diminish. It will not diminish. Lift your hands to heaven. Say, this season, I take over. Say out loud, the year has not ended for me. There is still room for more. Come on, say it out loud, there is still room for more. Say it again, there is still room for more. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Say it one more time. There is still room for more. The CD message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.